Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott from Seller SEO, and uh, this is Seller Roundtable Extras. And uh, today I've got Joe Reichfeld. Reichfeld? Reichfeld. Yep. Reichfeld. Feld. Feld. I <laughs> see. I knew I'd mess it up. It's uh, my people always mess my name up. They 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 think that the double T is like a silent or French or something. They are no. I always get Arno. It's like no, it's are not. Just how it looks. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm great. Awesome. So, um, Joe, can you give me a little bit of background about yourself? Um, if you don't know, uh, Joe, he's uh, from e-commerce optimizer, which um, is a uh, consulting uh, business along with, uh, he does some awesome bo uh, blogs and he's super active in uh, Amazon seller groups and he's been in the e-commerce team for a really, really long time. So uh, yeah, Joe, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your background, uh, all that fun stuff. Um, well, I've been in, I've been owned and managing companies since the mid eighties. Um, I first got into e-commerce in 1996 and got into a full-time in 1999 with a freestanding website. Um, and I, I built my business freestanding before I got into Amazon and eBay. Um, I used Amazon and eBay to actually drive traffic, because at the time you could still put your URL in your listings right. in the old days. Yeah. Um, and I sold that business in 2003, took a couple years off with my kids, and uh, started. it's just been consulting for the most part ever since then. Cool. Um, I mainly focus on, now I mainly focus on uh, enterprise level seller vendors. And I've done that since 2010. Okay. Um, but lately in the last year and a half, I've kind of flipped my, my business plan a little bit and uh, I'm bringing it back to 3P for the most part, changing up what I do and what my business does to um, become more of a resource knowledge base for, for 3P sellers, to be able to teach them how to, uh, how to dominate their niche. Uh, I think there's a, a big hole in the, the learning curve out there. They're all learning the one, you know, one method that is, is fine, but they're at, you have to have different methods for different portions of the life, si life cycle for your product. And, uh, you know, there, it's not a one shoe, you know, one size fits all thing. Amazon is not that way at all. I don't think it's, I don't think it's very uh, saturated or competitive at all because everybody's using the same method. And going after the same people with the same crap, um, it's it it's just real interesting. I have a business background off off the web before e-commerce, and then you know freestanding before Amazon. So I look at it completely different than people that just know Amazon and and they they you know they get the propaganda training, which is what a lot of what goes on now. now. The, the the Lamborghini the Lamborghini training is what I like to call it. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you think is, um, like, well, uh, it sounds like you're, you know, mostly dealing with larger sellers. Um, probably some of the shift back to, to, um, the third party side is because a lot of the big vendors are now going third party because they're, yep. they're starting to learn that Amazon doesn't necessarily take care of them. And, um, not anymore. Right. They're not, they're, there's not a huge advantage anymore to being a vendor. Um, it's actually a lot of times a disadvantage. It's a total days. disadvantage. Amazon yeah. is at war against vendors has been for the last year and a half. Uh, totally, they completely flipped their, uh, you know, their, their priorities. And it's, it's ridiculous. They're trying to jack fees up for vendors up to 40%, which is insane. I mean, I've said for years, you know, the whole Amazon vendor thing was, was way off because they divert off Amazon traffic onto Amazon. And then you can't leave 
when you want to leave, you know, and they, they just drive your price down. I mean, we have a steel tariff. I have a client that makes pro steel products. Amazon refuses to accept a price increase. Hello? Right. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. You, don't, you, don't, you don't determine my margin. I'm the manufacturer. Um, and it's, it's ridiculous. I have a lot of manufacturers that are, uh, if you're a vendor you're, and you don't have a 3P account, it, you're stupid. Yeah. It, you have no control. Right, right. I think you lose all control. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the main thing is is now um, these big companies are starting to realize that they need you know people in house or people like you uh, to 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 be an advocate for them and for their products on Amazon. I mean, my joke whenever I'm showing people like you know like product optimization things like that, um, you know, I'm showing them uh, you know big brands like uh, one of my favorites is Stanley Tools. I like to, I love to pick on them. If you go and look at their their listing, you know, it's like they have like a, you know. Uh, multi-drive uh, screwdriver. That's their title. Right. And you can tell it's a vendor-managed account because that's what Amazon does is they just get the catalog online and once the, once the catalog's online, they, they could care less. You know, it doesn't, yep. it doesn't really behoove them because they've got a whole slew of third-party sellers that are, you know, driving sales and doing all that stuff for them. So why are they going to dedicate resources, um, you know, to that? So, um, and then they, man they manage the PPC. Right. And it's a, it's, a, it's a game. I mean, they they manage the PPC. It's an unlimited budget, and they burn three P sellers doing that. Um, you know, I, at one time I focused on three P sellers and was trying to level the playing field for them, and then I just got frustrated with it. So, so I flipped sides. But it's the same thing. Big brands are just as lazy in their own way as three P sellers are. Right. Uh, and they're just as easy to compete with. It really, it's ridiculous. They and their listings suck just like three P sellers do, uh, but in their own way. Right. So when uh, so say like somebody comes to you, you know, some some somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to hire you." Um, what are your like? What are kind of the steps that you go through? I mean, that you you know what? In, in other words, what are you helping people with? Um, like, are you doing listing optimization? Are you doing MP, any PPC? Kind of what 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 are you getting your hands dirty with when when somebody comes to hire you? Well, with, with big corporations, what we do is we reorganize their e-commerce. We completely relaunch their e-commerce. We hire staff for them. It's their staff. But we manage them. We establish uh, procedures, goals. Multi they're all multiple platform. Um, so it's, it's a completely different view of, of e-commerce when you're talking about multi-platform. So the specific strategies of any one platform don't necessarily apply. Because I'm going to launch across multiple platforms, I'm not going to discount one or do a giveaway on one unless I'm doing it on all. And we don't, we just don't do that. It's too easy to not not do that. So um, I really, really try not to offer any done for you services. Um, we do with some s with uh, some social media stuff, but we teach. I'll teach somebody how to do their PPC before I'll do it for them. They need to learn. They right. need to learn. They need to have an in-house staff that, that does it. Same thing with 3P. They come to me. I get people all the time that come to me, you know, for, for coaching. And half of them, when I tell them, it's like, I'll teach you. I'll work with you. I'll lead you by the nose right to where you need to go. Uh, but you're going to learn this or else you're going to be dependent on me forever. Yeah. I mean, I have yep. clients that I've had for 10 years. They, they don't need me, but they pay me really good. So I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah. And that's kind of, um, you know, when we, when we, um, well, be, between my last, uh, you know, my last uh, few companies and this company, um, you know, we still offer agency type services. Um, but we're, uh, you know, we're trying to get away from that as well. Uh, like you said, like 
our main goal is to, uh, you know, have tools available that work really well and then train you to use those tools and then send you on your way. Because like you said, I think it's a big disservice. So many people are trying to, you know, take shortcuts these days. They, they think Amazon's like this get rich uh, quick thing and they, you know, they don't do any business basics. They don't, um, you know, they, no, they, they don't, don't know anything. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. When you, you know, when I talk to people about PR, you know, and, and launches and I mean, I'm using, I'm using stuff that's been in practice in one way or another since ancient Greece. It's just standard business principles. You talk to some of these new sellers about that and they look at you like you're from another planet and I can't help but look right back at them and, and think to myself, what the hell? You know, but that's Amazon used to when used to be on Amazon when you launched it was it didn't follow normal business practices but if you did it just makes you that much stronger it really does yeah. uh, the, the learning curve is supposed to be almost over when you launch not beginning from scratch on launch day that's bass backwards it really is it's, yeah. it's bass backwards because then two months later you're sucking buttermilk and you're hurting and that should be long over all the work is done i'm not inventing a new wheel are you Somebody else sells somewhere, somebody else sells with your product already or something very, very close. They have all the answers. All, all, everything you need to know is in their listings and in their results. You just got to know how to extract that. It's all yeah. done. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, yeah, one of the things that you, you need to look at is, you know, don't reinvent the wheel and look at, look at people before you that have been uh, successful and emulate that. You know, that's, that's mm -hmm. kind of the an age old principle and adage, you know, why, why go through the, you know, additional right. steps or, or do things differently. If there's somebody doing something that works, it's actually an advantage if somebody's doing something that works, cause you can look at them, see what they're doing that, that works and then try to iterate on that and make yours even better. Yep. Um, you know, that's how you can beat those people. So back uh, in the day before PPC, you know, before this giveaway crap, the way you ranked, you know, you put up your product, you looked at where you ranked and you took the five guys in front of you and you painted a target right on their back and you evaluated their listings and you took the good things out of their listings and made it yours and you moved up a little bit and you did it again and again and again and you just marched your way right up to the, the front of the line. That's how we ranked. That's how you used to rank before PPC. Then Jeff Bezos decided he wanted more of your margins. So he threw PPC in there because he saw how good Google's doing with it. I mean, I, I, I completely see it. It's, it's the same thing. Amazon hasn't changed. It's like the Groundhog Day on Amazon. It's, yeah. it's just the same thing. At, at A, A9, the A9 algorithm right now is where Google was in 2010, 2011. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I make that point as well. I said, you know, it's the it's the heyday of 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 SEO on uh, on Amazon because if you go and look at the principles, like you said, uh, you know, on on Google about about you know eight years, five to eight years ago, if you use a lot of those principles on Amazon, right now they work really well. So that's yep. uh, exactly. Um, and it's it's hard because people don't really understand that. Um, you know, when I tell them you should be repeating a phrase, you know, two or three times throughout the listing, they they look at me like I'm an alien because of the old way of doing things where everybody was, you know, it was, it was just ground into people's brains that you could only use a keyword one time, you know, right. uh, that's, it's a really hard thing to break. And there's still a lot of people that are still saying that's how you should do it. Um, you know, but, uh, Amazon's turning into a relevancy algorithm, uh, you know, so that's, that's really where you have to, to look and focus. Yep. Yep. And they're going to be 
in the next couple of years, a lot of things are going to change. I think a lot of the, the ranking strategies, it's, it's all shifting towards organic ranking. Yeah. It's all, it's all shifting towards our organic ranking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're going to, they're going to tighten down just like Google in the past. You know, you could do a bunch of link building with Google in the past and it would automatically erase, you know, there were all these tricks that you could do. Yep. And, and that's just an early version of an algorithm. Once that, that, you know, algorithm, um, you know, grows up and, and, uh, you know, gets rid of the diaper, then uh, you're going to see some, you know, a lot more uh, things put into place on Amazon's algorithm that's going to, um, you know, kind of plug those holes. And like you said, it's going to be much more uh, based on content, quality product, reviews, um, you know, iteration. Uh, yep. The one, it's not going to be a one trick pony show anymore. And, and new sellers have no clue. I mean, I, it just try, it drives me crazy. These people that want to argue with me about giveaways whatever you want to do, giveaway, do a giveaway. I don't, you want to launch it a wash, go right ahead. But that's not going to get you anywhere. Off Amazon SEO is, is different. You, when you're building SEO for a website, you're looking at a million traffic streams. Doesn't care if they're sending you five visits a day. You just keep working on stream after stream after stream after stream after stream. Put them all together and you've got a rock solid website. 25% of them could fall off and you're still getting great traffic. When you have a one-trick pony or a two-trick pony, giveaways, PPC, what happens when that changes? You don't know what's going to change overnight. You don't. Yeah. You know? I mean, Diversified if, traffic is absolutely essential. That's the, the other thing that I've really been, uh, you know, hounding people about because mm -hmm. they, they, like you said, they're so focused on launch and PPC that they don't go – um, you know, they don't, they don't go and diversify. And when you diversify, like you said, um, you know, I, I always say that when you diversify uh, traffic, uh, even to Amazon, you know, people get this, they don't quite get, you know, they're like, well, wait, I, I'm sending paid traffic or, or social traffic or whatever to Amazon, to my products. They're like, they don't get it. Um, and I'm like, yes, absolutely. You are because you want to drive your own sales. You know, Amazon's not going to give you any leg up on, like you said, on their PPC platform or anything like that. They owe you nothing. <laughs> There's nothing there that, that, that they want to give you that, that, that they're not going to, you know, that they're not giving to everyone else. So you have to come up with, you know, ways to, to, to get an advantage, um, over them. And one of the ways is to, to, um, you know, utilize other traffic sources. Yep. Yep. You know, and from, from a vendor standpoint, if you, you're already selling in other places, Amazon is the most expensive platform around, at least in the U S. Um, so they don't drive traffic to Amazon. That's just not a vendor thing. They don't drive any traffic to Amazon. And a lot of them don't even do marketing because they have their own marketing already, but also why you're already getting you know, screwed on, on your margins with Amazon to begin with. And then you have all these fees. It's so much easier to, to take care of it, you know, elsewhere. Now you have chatbots. There's chatbots now that will import your entire catalog from Shopify and you can do the entire sale of a product within the, within the chatbot. That that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty epic. I was just about to touch on that. I'm glad you did. Um, cause to me, the, uh, the, you know, the old, uh, the old, uh, Japanese general that said, you know, when they attack Pearl Harbor, that, that they're going to awaken this, a sleeping giant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like Facebook's the sleeping giant. And I don't think that people realize that, um, you know, Amazon, uh, in terms of e-commerce is, is the, um, is the MySpace of e-commerce. They're the pioneers, but they're not necessarily going to be the ones who are going to to end, right. you know, end on the top of the heap. If Facebook uh, plays their cards correctly in the e-commerce space, they're just going to decimate Amazon. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy because Amazon is so um, entrenched 
Um, but when you really think about it, Facebook's got so many advantages in the fact that they, they touch so many people. Um, they have so much engagement, so many, you know, so many, uh, places to sell to you. But not only that, they have the social proof built in. I mean, a big thing about Amazon is you got reviews, but people, even though, you know, Amazon's been cracking down on reviews, they still don't trust those reviews 100%. No, not at all. So once you, once you get a, a Facebook marketplace where it says, hey, your friend Joe just bought this fishing thing and he rated it five stars. That'll be different. Go, Wait a minute. That's got to be a good fishing lure. Yep. My buddy Joe just said it's good. And, and I know he's an avid fisherman and he wouldn't bullshit me. <laughs> so yeah, right now, I, right now, Zuckerberg's got his own stuff, you know, his own personal problems yep. going on. And you, you know, based on the whole review, Amazon, Facebook review communication thing, I, I'm sure there's some money getting funneled back and forth or whatever. But I say all the time to people, you know, I mean, Facebook has 22 million monthly logins. Amazon has, or 22 billion. Amazon has 2.65 billion. Right. You know, yeah, do the there's math. a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Do the math. Yeah. exactly. It's a, it's a numbers game. Even at a, the worst conversion rate they could ever have, they yep. decimate our Amazon in 90 days. Yep. If we woke up tomorrow morning and there was an announcement that Facebook bought Jet and only existing Jet sellers could sell on Facebook for the next 30 days, all hell would break loose. But, and, you know, you could go live tom tomorrow. How long would it take to really put the hurt on Amazon? The marketplace is not Amazon's core business. People just don't, you know, people don't get that, but that's what they see. Right. You know, so, th so that's, that's what they, they go for. But, you know, Amazon's total membership is nine is less than 10% of total worldwide internet users. Well, who the hell is selling to the other 90%? Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, Amazon makes a ton of money from their, their cloud uh, computing and they have, uh, you know, a million other things. So Amazon's not going away anytime soon. Um, you know, my, just my, my point on that is that, uh, and, and uh, you know, you kind of, you kind of touched on it is that, you know, if Facebook turned a switch tomorrow and, and Facebook, one thing that Facebook is really, really, really good at is user experience uh, much, much more uh, so than, than Amazon. Um, if they could build something that was super easy, that was literally like import your Amazon catalog with one click. Right. And you, and you fulfill buy, from FBA and, and, and fulfill from yeah. FedEx and have the yep. FBA same setup, you know, where, where uh, you know, where you could all of a sudden now send stuff to FedEx warehouses. Um, you know, FedEx offers fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. The, yeah, the yeah. FedEx fulfillment. If they, if if Facebook went and either bought FedEx or made a deal with FedEx and then had this like you know a couple clicks to import Amazon catalog, it, 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 Amazon would just it, it would literally their stock would tank in a few days. Yep. And um, and they would actually get some real competition on the seller side. Of course, I'm hoping. I, you know, I don't want to see them get decimated because uh, that's where I, I make a lot of my <laughs> right. money still. But I would love to see some competition. The, the thing where Amazon fails over and over again is they're customer first and that's fantastic. And They're not I, customer first anymore. Yeah, well, that's their, that's their mantra, of course. Yeah, they're not. But they're not, they're not a day one company anymore. They're, they're, yeah. they're hitting the end of day two at this point. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the whole, uh, Google used to be a, you know, I used to love Google, but you know, the whole do no evil for Google went out the door years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, but my, my, you know, my point on that is that, you know, I would love to see more competition now jet and Walmart and things like that. And, you know, um, Alibaba group, 
you know, they're all, all these people are, you know, are, are trying, but it's going to be really, really hard because they're thinking in a paradigm of what is currently available. Right. You know, they're, they're chasing Amazon in Amazon's market. It would be like Amazon, which Amazon is trying to chase, you know, the Alibaba group in China's market. You, you, the reason why it's not going to, if they're going to have a really hard time is it's a different paradigm. They, they think differently in China. They order differently in China. It's right. highly mobile. Uh, you know, this, it's just all these different moving, moving parts if there's an outsider that comes in that is, you know, very, um, you know, that, that kind of pushes the envelope on, on what e-commerce looks like, I think there's going to be a huge, huge shift there. Um, you know, for example, a lot of people don't know about wish.com, but that's a company that's, you know, growing extremely fast and is yep. highly reliant on, um, you know, on social proof. So, um, yeah, there's, there's several, there's several different platforms around the world in other countries that are, that do really, really well. They're, they're not, Amazon size yet, but they are not small, yeah. you know, and uh, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's 60 good sized platforms spread out around the world. Yeah. You'd never, I mean, that's a lot. You'd never, you'd never know that, you know, um, buy, buy.com back in 2008, they, they exploded in size because Amazon decided in uh, September one year that they were going to cut off all new sellers. For, for fourth quarter. Right. Wow. Now, doesn't that sound familiar? Yep. They all flocked to buy.com and boom, buy.com exploded. Uh, yeah, and then they got bought by, uh, by that Japanese company, Rakuten or whatever. Uh-huh, and turned into garbage. It's garbage. And when I saw that, when I saw that company uh, buy uh, that company and then change the name, I immediately, I was like, holy shit, who is in charge? Like, <laughs> Who was the guy who signed the 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 memo that said we're gonna we're gonna change the name to Rakuten? Right, and when, and when you spend yeah. that kind of yeah, when you spend that kind of money on a business, part of what you're buying is the name. You know, when I sold my e-commerce business in 2003, the first thing the guy did was change the name, relocated it, and changed the name. It's yeah. like, dude, you you spent all this money on my mailing list, right. and my name. Right. And if, and if it's a trusted business, I mean, if it's unsuccessful business, then yeah, you might want to change the name. But if it's a business that's successful, that's, you know, been around for years, it's yep. a, a terrible thing to do. Yeah. We were killing it. We, we were, I was killing it and yeah. I had no intention of selling it, but I had to put it up for sale because of my divorce. And right. uh, we have a, a thing here called country thunder. It's a great big four day festival in the, in the farm and on a farm way out in the middle of nowhere. I was out there had a booth set up and this guy just walks up to me and says, yeah, I'm an Enron executive and uh, I, I see your, your company's for sale. And, uh, will cash do? And, yeah, he got, he got, and <laughs> I, I signed. Yeah. I priced, I priced it way out of the park too. And he offered me more than I priced it at. I was like, okay, eight days later, cash in hand. Yeah. That's, it was that's, nuts. That's amazing. It was nuts. <laughs> So, so Joe, um, I know that, uh, I'm, I actually, uh, I'm guilty of this big time is, you know, I, and it's, and it's, it's definitely because of, you know, you kind of get blinders on what you're focused on, you know, whenever you're working on stuff, you kind of dig into what you already know. And, and what I've been really trying to pride myself on lately is kind of trying to get into stuff that, you know, go, go to what I don't know and learn that because in the end, that's going to actually help you more. Yep. Um, so one of the things is, is Pinterest, you know, I'm just starting to, to dive into Pinterest, uh, you know, starting to create uh, a lot of, of content um, and stuff like that and learning the SEO and the SEO on Pinterest is, is a joke. It's, it's, it's so easy to rank on Pinterest. I like my jaw dropped. I, I learned the algorithm in about two hours, which was, yeah, it, uh, is, it actually is. 
it's it dead, is really simple. It's dead simple. But um, on that note, I just want to know um, how, because I know that you were saying like for your clients and stuff like that, you're really uh, leveraging Pinterest. Can you tell me, um, I, I don't know if it's trade secret or whatever, but you know, it's the best of your ability, like some tips and tricks and like kind of how you're leveraging uh, Pinterest and um, you know, how people in, in e-commerce can leverage Pinterest, um, you know, to, to get all this great free traffic. Okay. So Pinterest is the Google of images basically they've they've completely changed in the last year i just i have a workshop on my site pinterest traffic domination it's all about utilizing pinterest to your advantage to drive traffic i started it in october since i started it i've had to redo it from top to bottom twice because of changes on pinterest they are just changing that that much you have to be um, accustomed to change to, to really maximize the use of pinterest but it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. 87% of the people on Pinterest say that they go there to research products. It is, it, and that I think 95% of them have bought products because of what they've seen on Pinterest. It's a traffic driver if you, if you do it right. Um, you know, Pinterest is, they're developing their algorithm. It's not mature, but it has come a long way since 2010. Uh, but they rely on the content producer, creator, you and me, to tell them how to classify the, the product. So when you create new content, when you're done, you should pin it. Don't let other people pin it. You pin it yourself from your site to Pinterest. That tells Pinterest that, A, you're the creator, which gets your icon right next to that pin forever. Um, but it says it's, it's, high, it's high quality because you're a creator. It came from you. And you just told Pinterest how to classify it in the title. So that's what they look at. As opposed to letting somebody else visiting your site pin it that puts some goofy ass description on there. And now it's classified, you know, your boomerang is now classified as a shoe. Um, so are you, you're talking about like the, the Chrome extension, like the Pinterest Chrome extension where you can just click on it to pin something? Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, the, the pin it button, the save button, um, but that's something that you want to utilize. Uh, you know, Pinterest is the non-social platform that's just going social now. Really, they just introduced communities, which is their attempt to get social. Um, the engagement before was on a pin, you know, or on a group board, which was, you know, different. Uh, I just saw that they also just enabled video, right? So you can directly yep. upload video to Pinterest now as well. They, like, just yeah. a couple days ago. Um, well, they've had video available, but they just enabled it for you to be able to pin it from your site right. and, and full width as, right. as well. Yeah. 80, 85% of users are on mobile phones. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, but, but surprise, surprise, Amazon sellers. Do you know that more than 50% of your users are buying your stuff with their phone and looking at your stuff with their phone? No, you don't. And you don't optimize for it either. Don't please, because it's to my advantage. Right. right. Well, and what people don't realize too is, I mean, every month that ticks by that number increases. I mean, people right. are increasingly going mobile every single month. Um, and voice search so, is the same thing. Yeah. Voice Embrace search, it now. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. That's kind of my next frontier. I've been, I've been digging in a lot of, uh, into a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, long tail. It's all about long tail. Well, well that, and, uh, not only that, but the, there's, uh, you know, app wise, I used to be an app, you know, I used to build mm -hmm. Android apps before Google shut my account down, which was a, a whole nother story. Uh, that, <laughs> that was the start of my hate for Google or my, 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 the start of me being sour with Google. But, um, I still send them tons of business though, which is frustrating. 
but uh, anyway, um, yeah. So I'm starting to look on the uh, on the on the app front for for the voice stuff. You know, um, I've got a lot of cool ideas on uh, you know interactive stuff and things that I think are going to be pretty pretty amazing. I think it's interesting that you know you have Alexa on Amazon, but when you look at the keyword rules on Amazon, they don't want you to optimize for voice. They say right in there if it, if if a word's not directly descriptive of your product, don't put it in the back end. Well, you know, find, find me new pants on Amazon, find me new, those are words they don't want you to use. Right. So really you need to use PPC for the long tail for the voice search stuff. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You know, are you a seller? I'm not, you're not either. You're a marketer and that's what sellers need to get over and understand. Yeah, absolutely. And, and marketing is the core for, you know, and that, that's one of the things that, you know, I, like I said, I've, I've run, started and run uh, SaaS businesses pretty much my entire life. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of what I've been into. I've never had a, a wildly successful SaaS in the past. My last couple ones have been, have been, you know, are growing and, and are doing really well. Um, but in the past, you know, I, there were so many elements that I was missing um, because I was so focused on just building the website. You know, once you build, and it's the same, you can, you can transfer that over to products. You know, everybody thinks they're going to put up their product and it's just going to sell. That would have, yeah. that would have been the case, you know, when I first started like in 2013 on Amazon, that you, you can, you know, there are times where that would happen. And that's where all these wild stories come out about all these people making tons of money super early, you know, and, you know, becoming Amazon millionaires by mistake. Yeah, and um, it rains Skittles on Friday too. Exactly. And, and you get these stories and people don't realize these are fringe accounts. You know, it's not like the norm. I mean, the, the fact that I scaled so quickly back then was, you know, was just by, uh, you know, by luck and, and, but not to say completely luck though, because I came from a marketing and, and technical background. So all that stuff was a lot easier for me than somebody who's never done that before. Right. But for the majority of people that were winning big then, it was just time and place. Exactly. It was a lot of it was just getting, you know, being, being early to the game, which is huge mm -hmm. in the technology world. I mean, first, to the, first through the gates sure is, is. going to get you these days a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, of traction and money. Uh, if you, right. if, so, time it right. so if you take that and you apply it to Pinterest, the half-life of a tweet is 24 minutes. The half-life of a Facebook post is 90 minutes. Half-life means half of the amount of time it takes for a post to get its entirety of engagement. The half-life of a Pinterest pin, 153,000 minutes. Three and a wow. half months. Three and a half months. That's insanity. And then if you're doing a promoted pin, which is an ad, when you stop a Facebook ad, it's gone. When you stop a, t a Twitter ad, it's gone. When you stop a Pinterest ad, anybody that's pinned it, like yourself, it's there forever. Right. And you you keep great getting point. you keep getting traffic from it. Hello, it's better than herpes as far as the gift that keeps huh. on giving. Well, and that's what I try to tell people. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I always tell people to to um, you know whether it's like social media or um, their. Um, you know, their, their Amazon listing, you have to look at those as like the two analogies I use are like either a garden, you know, depending on what kind of person you are or your, or like a stock account, you know, the more, the, the more uh, social media posts you do, it's like planting a seed, you know, every time, every time you do a post, it's planting a seed in your, your, your money garden. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the same thing with an Amazon listing. Every time you, um, you know, 
have an optimized photo and optimized copy. Like that's, that, that, that it's a snowball effect. It's so many people spends, you know, almost the least amount of time building their listing because it's kind of the first step or one of the first steps. And then they go and do the PVC and all that kind of stuff right after that. And they spend all this time worrying about, I, you know, I, I can't launch and, um, you know, I, I'm not getting impressions on my PVC and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, how many, how much time have you spent on your, your listing, you know, optimizing your listing? Oh, you know, I put it up there. You know, it's like, right. always, it always just boggles my mind when I tell people it, the, the, your listing should be like 80% of your time. And that should be like, that's the foundation of your success on Amazon. That's where you yes. just all of your effort, all that other stuff is just in addition, you know, it's, it's just pushing the snowball faster down that hill. But if you if the core of that, of your product, if they, and the core of that product is your listing, if that's not, if that's not solid, it's just going to disintegrate on the way down the hill. When was the last time you deposited a, uh, your cost of any of the numbers you get off any of those reports? Do you deposit those? I don't. In what deposit now? sales? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, these, right. these people are in these in the in these groups. They're crying about this or crying about that. You know, my sales are down this week. Blah 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 blah. Well, maybe the guy behind you kicked your ass today. Nobody ever looks at everybody else. They always want to blame Amazon or blame their competitors for those those shitty reviews. And and it's it's just it's wrong. I mean, I deposit sales conversions. It's what the name of the game. Yeah. Stop overcomplicating stuff. People just overcomplicate stuff like it's going out of style. And that's Amazon does that. They do it on purpose because you spend more money doing it. Right. They get more of your margins back. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Mm. It's so it's so easy to do things right. It really is. It's so easy to, to do things right and not be looking over your shoulder to see when the Amazon ban is gonna slap you in the face. I sleep good at night because I don't, you know, because I won't recommend that stuff to, to yeah. people. My reputation is my word, you know, and, and my brand. And I can't, I, can't re I can't recommend to people to do some of the fishy stuff that the people are doing. I've done all that stuff way back when. I, I tried everything at one point or another, and I just learned. It's just not, it's not worth it. Back in 2002, I mean, my kids make jokes. I can hack anything. I can get into anything. But I learned then that it's not worth doing it illegally because – Networks are unlocked all over the world. It's too easy to get the stuff legally. It really is too easy to get the stuff legally than to risk anything by hacking. And some of those hacker people I knew are now Amazon gurus, amazingly enough. <laughs> they found an easier target. Right, right, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely the, uh, an, an interesting uh, paradigm when you're, when, you're, when you're talking about selling on Amazon. And, and one of the things, the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is... <clears throat> With Amazon uh, these days, it's it's an experiment. You know, you should always be trying new things, always testing, always, uh, you know, trying to figure out um, exactly how um, the platform is evolving, uh, whether it's like the algorithm, things like that. You really want to stay on top of that because it's so quick moving. Yes. Um, yeah. And on that point, Joe, do you have any other, um, I know that you're a huge fan of Pinterest, anything else that you kind of do? Uh, kind of like the secret sauce on like how you're driving traffic, how you, I know that you're you're <laughs> similar to me where you're you're a big uh, proprietor of, you know, get that listing right. Um, any, anything else you kind of consider core, um, you know, core ideals or core principles or core things that you need to do to be successful on Amazon? Um, Amazon or, or you mean through Pinterest 
or you know just in general i'm just like um just in general like anything else besides pinterest like uh, uh you know other traffic sources that you you really uh utilize or you think are underutilized or I, face, facebook is completely underutilized you know you have all these amazon sellers that run facebook ads um, and they do a giveaway or a coupon through their facebook ad well Five times Amazon's total membership logs into Facebook every day. Maybe it's not that percentage here in the U.S., but you still you're gonna have a lot of people going into your funnel that are not Amazon customers. Um, so really, you know, my my whole point of view with with marketing and stuff is to offer multiple payment op options. I want people to be able to pay with however they're comfortable. Right. I know that I'm gonna get people that are not Amazon customers. So I'm at the bottom of my funnel. I'm gonna have Stripe. Hey, I make more on every single Stripe sale than I do right. on Amazon right off the bat. I might have a Shopify buy now button or a PayPal buy now button, depending on what it is. But I want to give people options. If I'm also selling on eBay, I'm going to have the eBay option there as well. Because right. I don't... You want zero friction. all your traffic. Yeah. We, you don't, people don't take advantage of their traffic. You, get, you need to take advantage of every single visitor you get, whether they buy from you or not. That's what the Facebook pixels for. Right. Take advantage of it. Right. You got lookalike audiences. You got custom audiences. Take advantage. We waste way too much traffic. All these people that are doing this stuff on Amazon, uh, on through Facebook, they can just as easily offer the same discount through their Stripe account and fulfill from through Amazon. Well, now they didn't lose the sale. They got the name. They got somebody on their mailing list. Um, Amazon's not stupid. They know that the average lifetime va value of somebody on their ma mailing list is 10 times that initial purchase. So they throw you the initial purchase because they know they're going to get the mailing list person out of it. Right. <clears throat> it's a win-win for them. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they know that, you know, they own the customer if you, if, if you do Amazon only. And I love your point where, you know, if you're doing a landing page, like if you're doing click funnels or WordPress or WooCommerce, you know, whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. um, whenever you do, uh, you know, that, that setup, you want like you said, you want to have, you know, three buttons or four buttons or all the options possible because that customer, like you said, might already be accustomed to shopping on eBay or they might already at, only want prime because they have a prime account. So they'll, they'll pull it off, you know, buy it from Amazon or they, they, you know, you generally what I do, I don't know if, if this is what you do, Joe is like on my own site, I usually offer a lower price. That way it, it behooves them to, you know, like whether it's a buck less or something to buy directly from me. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and that way I also, like you said, I capture the lead there as well. So it's a, it's a win-win, even though I'm losing a dollar in margin, I'm actually gaining a yeah. lot more because I'm not paying Amazon fees. I'm getting the customer, exactly. it's my customer now. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to do it. That's a win-win because your margin goes up and their cost goes, their price goes down. Right. Exactly. So they're, they're Amazon you know, is ridiculously expensive, right? You're giving value to, to that customer along with, you know, getting that information. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <clears throat> that's a great point. De definitely. Um, yeah, it's Amazon is a vacuum. You know, the, the people on Amazon, they're, they're there to buy. The, why, why spend all your marketing money on, on Amazon, on PPC, as much as people spend on it when it's, it's a closed loop. They're already there to buy. If you're, if you have an optimized listing, I mean a really good optimized listing that speaks to the person buying the product, which is a, a big asking a lot out of most listings, uh, you're going to rank you're going to rank without PPC. Uh, now, there's a, Google, there's a Google study from three or four years ago that, that shows that the more times you're on a page, the better your chances of, of getting the click. So, you know, that's a, a vote for PPC. 
but well, I definitely it's right. But you know, there PPC has a time and a place. But PPC was not there. There's nowhere in you know the initial vision of any of that stuff to, to where it's something you got to run 24 seven, 365 days a year on every single product. It's that's not really what it's for. Um, yeah. Do your job, and you'll realize that. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely real. I, I definitely uh, agree with you that you know that the organic is is what should be your main concern because you know we, like like we were saying, it's you know the snowball effect, and that's where you're going to get your real traction and your your real money. Um, I definitely do think there's a there's a place for PVC though, um, and and like you were talking about long tail and stuff like that. Um, if PVC is done correctly, it's a great tool because you can get um, in front of eyeballs that you normally wouldn't, um, right. and you know as long as you um, are cognizant on the, on the costs and things like that. You don't, that, that's one of the biggest problems is people don't know how to use PPC. So they just burn through their money and then they go, why aren't I, you know, why, why I'm not making any money. Amazon's get, get me on PPC and on fees and I end up with zero or negative, you know? So, um, you know, I think that's, that's uh, something else that people really need to, to, to realize. Jeff Bezos is very, very smart. He, he's brilliant. He, he runs his businesses and he, his viewpoint is, he takes advantage of human nature. It's human nature to throw money at a problem and not do the little bit of effort that it takes once to get past it. It's just human, human nature. So he thrives on it. He knows sellers are, are lazy and looking for the easy way out. Selling is not an easy job, if you, if, especially if you're not organized. It takes a while to get organized and to be able to get the, your systems down. So it you know, it's the American way, throw money at it. Let's see what happens. Throw all your money at it and see what sticks. Um, he's not stupid. He plays that. He rides that good too. Look at him. Look at how, you know, him and his wife are both rich, you know, and he's going to, he's going to ship himself to Mars here soon. One of these days. <laughs> I'm glad that you just mentioned systems. Cause that's uh, something that, um, you know, uh, that that's another thing that I, you know, doing a lot of self-realization lately. That was one of the things that I was extremely lacking on is, um, you know, having systems and, and frameworks into place, uh, just because if you don't have that, then you don't know where to focus and you don't know where to put your energy and there's so much yep. wasted energy. Um, <clears throat> you're saying you, you develop that for, um, for companies and things. Do you have kind of a base that you, you work from or, um, what, what's your process in building those systems? Um, I, I'm a, I'm an old school data scraper. I mean, in 2004, I was scraping competitors' data, big vendors' data for 3P sellers um, because that's, let's get into a market before the vendor does or, you know, hey, they're selling to this group on this forum. You should be there too. Get your slice of the business. You know, even, even then in 2007, I used to laugh and I'd go in a, a meeting with every new client and say, hey, if I can get you one-tenth of 1% 1 of Amazon's business, you're fat and happy. Now it's even more so. Um, I'm all, if I got to do something the same way for three days in a row, I got to automate it. I mean, it's just what I got to do. I got, I have a lot of, uh, you know, my, my tracking systems and stuff is Excel and Python based. Somebody right. built it, built it for me a long time ago. And then I've learned to tweak it just the way I want. Sure. Um, there's some really good programs out there, uh, for, for data scraping and I can get anything off of, out of an Amazon listing. And we monitor questions asked, reviews, sellers, prices, all the details, image URLs. I can gack all of that like that. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever logged into Amazon with my real IP from, <laughs> my, from here ever. That's I, I, yeah, I mean, I just, I, 
that's my server back there. Um, and it's running, it's running every day, all day long. And it's got two or three VMs right now running with rotating IPs through VPN and they're all on Amazon. Yeah. And yeah. At this time of day, they're all on Amazon. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, when you're looking at a category or you're looking at, um, a lot of listings at once in a particular group, I can see when, let's say you're the competitor, I can see when you're in there making mass changes to your account, to your products, dropping the price or doing, you know, taking a new angle. It's obvious because you can just see this shift that you don't see at the seller level. Right. You don't, you know, any, there's all these listing, opti listing optimization services out there and listing optimization. If I, if I work on somebody's listing or you work on somebody's listing and you say when you're done, hey, here it is, it's great, it's going to do you really good, but you've never, you didn't look at any other listings, any of the competition, the real measurement of listing quality is how well it converts, which is how well it stands up against the competition. If the top listings in a category are crap, you only have to be a little bit better than crap to own the category. But if you have a, a great listing, but the top listings are really, really good, it doesn't matter who made it for you, you can't compete. But how often do you see that in any listing optimization handout or, or video, uh, you know, stand it up next to the top sellers? If I'm looking at a listing for somebody, the first thing I'm going to do is bring up the top five or 10 other listings for their main key keywords. And I'm going to put their listing side by side and look at it and say, wow, you know, this stands up or doesn't stand up. And I don't mean to put anybody down because some of the listings are really good, but if it's not better, it doesn't matter how good it is. Really, really doesn't. I don't get it. I, I just don't get that sellers don't look at the people in front of them. You know, ranking is such a big deal, but they don't give a crap about who's around them or who's ahead of them. You want to compete with the best, emulate them, be the best. You know, if you want to be, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> so quick question. Um, huh? I would love to hear your feedback on uh, what you feel about like uh, the, the, the sourcing software out there, like Jungle Scout and Viral Launch and things like that. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just curious because I know what my feelings are, but I, I'm, and I, I'm curious to see what, how you feel about them. Um, Before I answer that, let me touch on something that you brought up a couple minutes ago about automation. Yeah. Um, you have to learn on Pinterest, you have to learn the basics to be able to set it up correctly. But once you're past that, you need to automate. You need to automate because on Pinterest, they expect, you know, they expect consistency. You can pin five pins a day. And as long as you're consistent with it, you're going to do okay. But in the beginning, you need to pin a lot. And the you have to do it with automation software. There's Tailwind out there. There's Buffer. And Tailwind, you can automate a month's worth of, of uh, pins. So that takes your everyday drama and puts it into an hour once or twice a month. Right. Um, you use a, a content calendar. So basically for us, this would be the process. Right now, the end of January, we're looking at March. Okay, so right now for March, we're going to create our we're going to create our topic for March, all right, and then we're going to look for one pillar piece of content, created ourselves, one big long form pillar piece of content, and we're going to take that and we're going to break it up into all the points in the content, little mini posts here there. So we go into March with 20, 30 separate 
pieces from that one piece of content for all the different social media platforms, including Pinterest. Then during February, since we know what March's content is, during February, as we're clicking here, clicking there, we're looking for matching pins, matching content that we can also put up. So then at the end of February, we schedule all of March. Boom, it's done. Yeah. Then you're answering and you're answering um, questions all through March, you know, and you're responding to comments instead of looking for stressing over what you're posting for tomorrow. Right. You can't do that. It'll kill you. That'll, that'll kill you. That'll make you sick. There's plenty of automation software out there. Tailwind is really good for, uh, for Pinterest. Interesting. Um, yeah. Tailwind so we use Buffer, but I'll, I'll check out Tailwind. That's, uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's funny, you know, I've tested like a million of the different, um, right. <laughs> and everyone has its, its pluses and minuses. Um, you know, there's always like one fee. I feel like everyone I've tried, there was like one feature that it was lacking or one social network that it didn't have that I needed. Or, you know, that way and it sucks. It, it really does. does. It does. It's, it sucks. Uh, yeah, it really does. Actually, it ends up being a lot of money a month. That's yeah, the whole yeah. thing with all that stuff. It right. ends up being a lot of money a month because you have to have this one for that and that one for this. Exactly. And blah, blah, blah. Right. blah. Yep. It's ridiculous, but you know, I mean, it, there's so many, there's so many sellers out there that aren't putting up new listings, but yet they've got all this software for sourcing products and new listings, right? You know, and they're and they're talking about it in the on Facebook, but while you're on Facebook, crying, commiserating with right. everybody else on Facebook. I'm taking your listing away. <laughs> well, you're right. Where you could be spending that hour or whatever time you're doing that, you know, being productive and, and trying to look for a new product to source or something like that. Yeah. When I tell people they need to join relevant groups and contribute, not sell to, and grow a list, they say, what are you talking about? Well, what the hell are you doing here in Facebook? It's the yeah. same thing. Take an hour out of your day and do that. That's all they did. An hour less commiserating. Yeah. And less, mm-hmm. and less TV. Don't watch mm-hmm. TV. <laughs> those are, yeah, those two things will get you a lot more. Um, so yeah, TV. yeah. So, but that backpack to Jungle Scout and, and yeah, yeah, I was gonna go back to that. Um, what, what do you, what do you think about those? You know, I used to think they were all uh, toys. You know, like a kid's play calculator kind of right, thing. Right. Uh, they've come a long way. I'll give them a lot of credit. They've come a long way. Greg Mercer's a smart guy. He's got his systems down pat. He can use his t- tool effectively because he's got an eye for certain products. Most of the users have no clue. Right. That's the, that's the problem. He knows his tool inside and out. And he's got an eye for picking products. Uh, but most of the people using his tool just see it as, you know, they're in on the lottery. And it just, it doesn't work that way. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I have, beginning of two summers ago, and I guess it's two summers ago, I took all the tools and I put them side by side. And I took uh, a client's ASINs. And I compared all the results. Funny that they're all getting their data from the same place, but yet none of them matched. Right. Held up with that. When I tell people, you know, test before you use a tool all the time, test it on your own ASINs where you know what the results should be mm-hmm. because the algorithm is always changing. What works in one category does not work in the others. It's always changing. That's why there are no tools that have been around for 10 years because eventually the cost of keeping up with the algorithm changes, you end up giving up, giving up. You know, two summers ago when I did that, um, Jungle Scout happened to ha- um, have a product for one of my clients that was a, something I mocked up. We never made it. It was accidentally posted. Um, it was three pictures that I 
Photoshop together. Um, it was just something I was showing somebody. Well, it got posted by accident to a virgin ASIN, an unused ASIN. Uh, Jungle Scout listed it as a good buy because it was doing 3500 bucks a month in revenue. Um, and it was easy, easy profit because it was a high, dollar, high ticket item. The thing never sold. Well, then how does it come out that way? Um, that's, a, that's frustrating. Uh, there's too many programmers and people that make these tools that create relationships between numbers because they think they know um, and they don't. And people put, you know, they just trust everything coming out of some of these tools. Not all tools are made right. They're not, you know, they're not all the same. Um, somebody asked me to evaluate their tool last week, 10 days ago, uh, and they sent it to me and, and I was looking at it and I was looking at their web website where they described it and, oh, their tool gives sales volume on Amazon. And I said, hey, you know, Amazon just publicly cut off sales volume. All the other tools are, are, you know, are saying out loud that they don't get sales volume. Now you're going to come out with sales volume. If I was a tool owner, I'd put you in the dirt immediately. I'd put you in the dirt because it's, it's BS. They don't have that. It's either Google volume or they're making it up. Oh, no, no. Ours is right, Joe. It's a trade secret. Oh, bullshit. That's all the more reason why I'm going to come after you as a tool owner. I'm going to create doubt. So people are not even going to go to your website to look at your tool because I've already created doubt. You have to address that. Yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, there's, there's different ways to address it, but I mean, you got to address the, well, the elephant in the room right off the bat. Well, listings the same way. Read your competitor's reviews. It's the easiest way to find out you know, the, the things that you need to address for, for your sellers or for your buyers is reviews, read those, address it. If you just made a listing about review results and questions and answers, you do better than most new listings. That's all you addressed. And yeah. Yeah. And and, yeah. And and a lot of people don't know, like the easiest way to do that is you literally go to the the listing and click on the one and two and three stars. You know, you can Mm -hmm. actually filter for that. Um, or if you're scraping like, like Joe does the automated way, it's even easier, but, um, that's the easy way to do it is you can literally just click on them and and see which, uh, you know, which products or what, what, what issues, uh, people are having with the products. And then you make sure yours doesn't do that or does Mm -hmm. it in a better way. That's kind of basic. The other thing is, Go off of Amazon. Go to go to freestanding websites. Go to Birdseye, which is a, a review aggregator, and read up more reviews for that product but from companies that are not on Amazon. What you'd find out is converting keywords that aren't being taken advantage of on Amazon, other angles that are being overlooked on Amazon. You get lots of ideas. Everybody copies each other on Amazon. I mean, it's plagiarism is flattery. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as long as you change it enough so that it's not just straight up plagiarism Um, you know mcdonald's and burger king did not invent the fast food hamburger they both copied it off of somebody else but if you ask either one of them they created the phenomenon right no they got it from white castle or whoever you know sure Um, and it's just it's amazing you know we're we're not rockets this is not rocket science this is not jeff bezos blue rocket you know trying to go to take his head to mars or whatever it is it's it's you know it's it's the basics just be be brilliant at the basics. Somebody told me that a long time ago and they beat that into me. Um, and it's really, if you're brilliant at the basics, you're ahead of 85% of Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Just filling out your listing right. Filling out the back end right. How hard is it? Yeah. Nobody does that. Nobody does it. Yeah, nobody subject spends matter, that time. Yeah, subject matter, intended use. Yeah, I'm going to just stuff everything with 
with uh, keywords, Joe. Platinum keywords. I filled that area up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one always cracks me up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It's like, hello. Yeah. Um, it's it's really interesting. You know, what's the best blog or what's the best course or where should I get this? Seller University. It's free. It's part of Seller Central. Yep. That is the basics. That'll get you started with less opinions. Yep. That's, you know? Yeah. No, it's funny when you, when people ask me what course I should buy, that's worth the link I send them. It's funny that you say that. Um, yeah. yeah. I send them that link and then I send them the link to, uh, to our seller coaching. I go, here you go. Here's a link. Here's how you learn. And here's where you can come ask questions for free. No, no, no purchase necessary. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. You know, I don't know whether it's in their breakfast or what, where they're getting some of these, these thoughts from, you know, or pre preconceived notions. The, the sad part is, is it's supply and demand. As long as there are going to be these beer goggled sellers pouring onto the platform, there's snake auto salesmen at every corner. Yep, absolutely. I mean, the whole giveaway thing was started by these webinar givers. It was created by them. Um, you know, there was a little bit here and there because it's part of PR, but the whole, you know, you got to give away 60 units, blah, blah, blah. The reason that is it came into the popularity that it, did was because it gets results quickly at the seller's expense, but that gets testimonials for the webinar, which gets them more students. You don't see these webinar guys talking to these same sellers a year, two years out. How did you sustain those? How did you sustain the, those sales after, after the giveaway? Right. Right. Well, that's the biggest problem with, with uh, promotions is people, I definitely think that there's, there's a place for, for doing promotions, Definitely, but it's, it's the, it's the execution that people are, are failing miserably on. You know, my whole thing is like, yes, do a promotion, do a launch. Um, but it has to be combined with all right. these different sources of traffic and those sources of traffic have to continue after the launch. Otherwise you're going to get, you know, the, yeah, you're a bottle rocket. Exactly. That's you flame out and you come crashing down. Exactly. And so that's where people miserably fail on. They, they think that they can do a launch and that, you know, they're going to, and they do, they get up to like, you know, the third position. And then all of a sudden they creep down, 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 down. It's like, it's never, ever going to work if, if you don't know how to sustain that, you know, that, that trajectory. Everybody um, can't be in the top three. Exactly. There are lots and lots and lots of listings on Amazon that are not on the first page that sell all day long. Yep. They might not bring in $50,000 a month, but if you couldn't find that one product that brings in $50,000 a month, what's wrong with having five products or 10 products that bring in $5,000 a month and yep. sell consistently and get good reviews? There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. It's, there's less, you have less competition. Yep. Those people get creative. Yeah. Well, I, re I really think, Every seller, yeah, I mean, I know all of the PPC and the marketing stuff, but every seller should bootstrap one, one product. They really should. When you, I mean, that's, I started, I, I'm cheap. I just don't spend money on, on, on marketing and stuff because there's too many other ways to do it. When you bootstrap, you learn, you have, you have to learn right. how to do things and why certain things affect other things. You don't do that when you're just running marketing after marketing. Um, but when you know what makes, you know, it's, it's all, it's the ball rolling down the chute that hits flags as it's going down and the different flags all add up or don't add up to different things. That's the Amazon algorithm. If you don't understand that, what do you do? You know, if Amazon disappears tomorrow and there's all these sellers that only sell on Amazon, what do they have? 
They have the value of their inventory. That's it. They don't have a buyer's list. Right. They, they can't pivot tomorrow and start selling somewhere else. Right. They have the value of their inventory, which at that point shit because it's stuck in an FBA facility somewhere. Um, yep. It just, it never ceases to amaze me. These people I, that are just drunk on it, drunk on the Amazon propaganda. It's ridiculous. Okay. He's so smart. He, he bought a newspaper. He spends enough in marketing on every major platform around the country to control the message or to be able to affect it. Go sure. complain, go to any one of the large media outlets that has an article about Amazon and leave a comment at the bottom and bitch about something that's going on about on Amazon. It'll be gone in two days. Yeah. I've done it millions of times. And I mean, I, I get on the, you know, I, I leave these comments. It's like, why are you putting, writing an article about this, Jeff Bezos, this Jeff Bezos, that, or Amazon, this Amazon, that when you're not address the real problem, address what's really going on on Amazon. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on, really? Amazon is assaulting vendors. They used to assault three P sellers. Now they're assaulting vendors. They laid off 700 vendor um, customer service people in the last year and replaced them with computers. Great. I mean, and vendor central is now what seller central used to be. And seller central actually has come a long way. I think the, the customer service and stuff in seller central is much better than it used to be. And then in vendor central, it's non-existent. If you're not doing $2 million, you don't have a vendor manager anymore. They don't care. They just, yeah. they don't care. And then, and you know, they, they tried to, a couple of years ago, they tried to follow the Walmart model of you pay a hundred percent of all, 110% of all returns as a vendor. And their statement of what your fees needed to rise did not match what their, what their own reports said. So one of my clients would have had to pay 75 grand additional fees for that year based on what Amazon called their, their return rate. Well, hello, Amazon as a vendor, Amazon keeps your returns and they resell it. Well, none of that was in there, but Amazon's own reports showed that my, this client's return rate was less than 1%, which is what their historical company average was. Yet on Amazon, it's 5%, according to Amazon. And they try to pass this cost off. Well, screw you, you know, it's, doesn't work that way. You, people don't realize Amazon is not your friend. They're there to, to take your money. They make round. If you're an FBA, check your fees. Guaranteed Amazon owes you money, period. That's all there is to it. They know it because they make rounding errors on every box that comes in and out. Every single FBA box, as it comes in the door and goes out the door, the rounding, the, the rounding rules are set to benefit Amazon. So if they make a penny, on every box coming in and out of FBA every day, all day long, 24 seven, 365 days a year. That's more than the GDP of a lot of countries. That's insane. That, that is insane. <clears throat> that's crazy. That, that's insane. You think about yeah. it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. That's just insane. I mean, I, you hear like Brock Johnson, I think he says he got back $40,000 the first time he, you know, he, he checked his, he audited his account. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a ton. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, I've, I've told people that and they've argued with me. And then two days later, they're like, I got a mortgage payment back. Yep. Hot damn. Right. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Am Amazon is the kid walking behind you in fifth grade when you're walking down the hall and you're all laughing and you got a little bit of a dollar bill sticking out of your back pocket. Amazon is the kid walking behind you that every step is pulling it out just a little bit further you know, and everybody <laughs> yeah. around you is laughing and you don't even know. Amazon is that guy right behind you doing that to you. They're your friend until you're not looking, you know, and 
it's, it is what it is. You know, you got to look out for yourself. People just, are you, is this a hobby or a business? You decide if it's a hobby, go to eBay. And even eBay isn't a hobby necessarily anymore. Um, there are plenty of hobby sites though. Are you familiar with the fancy? No. It's uh, actually, they changed their URL to fancy.com. Check it out. They actually have a really interesting way of presenting products. It's really interesting. It's small, it's niche, um, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of those kind of things popping up. Like my wife really loves this company called Stitch Fix, Mm -hmm. uh, which is like they curate clothing for you um, and they've made it really simple and easy where it ships to you. You try stuff on. If you don't like it, you send it back. Uh, you know, right. it's, it's pretty interesting, but, uh, she loves that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of men, a lot of clothing manufacturers in the U S that are on like makers row mm-hmm. that would love to have small batch jobs. They right. want small batch jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we got to take our clothing and have our clothing made in China, whatever, you know, I mean, it's all, it's, I want my kids to be able to work. So I'd rather yeah. keep the money and the, the jobs here personally. Right. And, I, and if I'm pissed, I want to be able to go to the factory and race hell. That's true. That, that is a huge benefit. Yeah, I, knew that, I mean, the, the um, you know, personal experience-wise, I wish it was that way, but it was frustrating. You know, I went to a, a local... back to Sean Edwards Fish Oil. Oh, look at that. I got my voice uh, calendar screaming at me. Um, anyway, I went to a, a local company and, uh, you know, and, and I wanted to do some of our, um, you know, uh, injection molds here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the first time I visited, um, this company, the CEO met me and they gave me a tour and like treated me like gold. Right. Um, but then I started to converse with them and talk to them more and like, you know, actually get to the nitty gritty. Well, they wanted to charge me twice as much as my factory in China was charging me because I really wanted to, to build in the U S. Um, so twice as much. And, and like I told them, even when they were giving me the, the, the numbers, I said, that's fine. If you give me twice the service, twice the quality, um, you know, and, and all that fine, cool. I'm, you know, I don't mind doing that, that in the end, I'm going to win because I'm going to have a better quality product. Like you said, I'll be able to drive down there and yell at you if you're doing something wrong or work with you and improve things. Um, but they just dropped the ball. They had terrible service. Uh, they told me I had to wait two weeks for the mold that they, (laughs) that they import from China. And so the more I went through it, the more I was like, well, why am I doing business with you? I'll just, you know, my mold's already in China. Why, (laughs) why? You know, it's so um, molds are are expensive. Tooling is really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to me it was like, I don't mind paying and I'd like to pay you to, and I'd like to keep my business in the U S but I expect a higher level of service, which at least this company didn't provide. Um, So I think that's, you know, whereas my, my Chinese companies, I can literally go to them sometimes even with just an idea. And if I give them enough volume, they'll pay for the molds. They'll pay for, you know, I mean, right. But you've been doing, you, you already have a relationship with these right. Right. You know, exactly. Whereas this, this company in the U S you're just starting the relationship. Right. You could easily get to that point, but yeah, sometimes it's the barrier of entry. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have a, a client that makes um, automotive exhaust systems. It's everything they do is steel. They also make the metal part of a vacuum for one of the biggest vacuum companies in the world. It's the only metal part on their entire system. This company bangs out this piece about this long. Uh, it keeps them busy when they're down with, with their orders. They're making vacuum handles. They got a ton of extra back, vacuum handles. It'd take them a couple of years to use them all up, but they, they want they want their machines to stay busy. Right. I mean, right. It, the, their expenses are higher here too. Right. You know, they're producing here. They could easily import half the pieces from China um, and, and have looked at that. 
because it would save them money to pay is, you know, it's just, it's, it's a different perspective. Um, but there's lots of, there's lots of manufacturers. It's easy to find them. They're everywhere in the U S um, but it's like anything else. You got good ones and bad ones, but all the manufacturers here, they don't make different products. They scale for their one product. They're very dedicated. Whereas in China, you have these companies that are very adept at making multiple products and just switching everything around. Right. So they've got systems down in China to be able to change with the flow there. Whereas here you go to a manufacturer and you know, he produces oranges and you want apples. He's looking at you like a grape. Um, right. it, just, it just doesn't, flow. it doesn't right. flow, you know? So, and it's a different, it's a different mindset. It's a completely yeah. different mindset. China is a sharing economy. Whatever you do in China, expect them to share it, expect right. them to make it themselves. It's just how it is. If you don't expect that, they're laughing at you. Yep. I have a, a good friend who's Chinese American and uh, he manufactures c keyboards for American fighter jets in China. Uh, and he spends six months a year in China managing his production he don't trust him he's chinese he don't trust he don't trust him <laughs> right right he told me joe don't 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 get it source in china he says you know what we do at night we sit around and we laugh at stupid americans this stupid american came into my factory and wants this blah 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 how much are we going to charge him let's go sell it here while he's not looking it's, it's, it was insane yeah. i mean he, and he told me he's like don't, don't do it joe i gotta live there six months a year just to manage my own company what the hell, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a different, it's a different culture. If you don't go into it, looking at understanding that you, you have no recourse there. Don't expect, you know, you're, it's pretty assumptive to, to think that, Oh yeah, I'm going to go sue them. You know, yeah, right. Good luck. Good luck. You have better, better chance of throwing a, a water balloon at them than, than you do of ever suing them. I mean, you know, I learned the hard way. I got burned by a, a Belgian, scientist actually a very famous belgian scientist stole some work that ten thousand dollars worth of work that i did for him and he was backed by the belgian government i won my case here in the u.s the copyright infringement case and everything belgian belgium couldn't care less neither could france his uh his uh, host for his website neither one of them would back it up my only recourse was to open an office in belgium and have a belgian citizen file a lawsuit in belgium yeah right like uh, I'm, yeah, I just move on. Right. Karma's a bitch. It is. That's yeah. I'm a huge believer in karma. So you you let the universe take care of those people. Yep, exactly. And it did. <laughs> it did. You know, it's yep. been it's been super super awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. Can you yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, tell people where they can find you? Uh, anything else you want to kind of mention sure. before we wrap up? And um, uh, it's always good talking to you, Andy. You as well. We uh, we are on the same page with a lot of stuff, and we we are. We there's are. not there's not a lot of people on, that are on you know that think that way. It's, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I can be found at ecommerce-optimizer.com. Mm -hmm. That is my my site, which we've just changed our our business model to one that educates sellers. You know, if you want your futures in knowledge, if you can't manage people, if you don't know what to expect from them, you can't manage systems if you don't know how those systems work. Uh, and we focus, we're now focused on teaching people how to, how to dominate their niche and all the little idiosyncrasies associated with it. We're bringing in uh, content, con subject matter experts, um, and you know, the tool owners to explain what, what their tool is best at doing and how it can benefit you. Um, it's time for me to take a, 
step back and, and give back and get, I mean, I've got 20 years of experience. I've forgotten more than most people learn, um, when, you know, in the beginning. And there's a lot we can give back. Um, and that's really where we're at is teaching people how to sell. It's uh, ecommerceoptimizer.com. Our new workshop is Pinterest traffic domination. If you're not taking advantage of Pinterest, it just, it'd be like ignoring Google. Yeah. It, in the, being early adopter, they're the ones that make out. Absolutely. Yeah. Get, get on it. Now. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely, uh, those are one of my favorite things is kind of fi finding these, these hidden gems where you get free money. You know, if, if you're, uh, if you're uh, on the internet and you stumble onto these things, you got to make sure you capitalize on them because yep. they're not going to be there for long. Once the word gets out that Pinterest is, uh, you know, is a place to get that free, that free money printer, then everybody moves over there and it, and it goes away. So it's, yep. you, know, you got to be two steps ahead. Exactly. You it, really, I've focused cutting edge stuff for a long time. And if you don't, you clean up the crap behind them. Exactly. Yep. Hey, Joe, thanks again. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Um, hopefully we'll get you onto uh, one of the, uh, one of the seller roundtable um, events where we have, you know, a huge, like last time we had like 40 people in the session at a time, which was wow. really fun for a Q and a. So um, we'll have to have you back to, to do uh, instead of just doing one-on-one -on -one with me, you'll, you'll get to interact with a bunch of sellers, which is a lot of fun. Sounds good. All right, Joe. Thanks, Andy. Take care. You too. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.